Bang! What's up, y'all? I'm Nick, a senior writer over here at Sports Pack 12, and this is going to be our mailbag question segment. So I'll be answering the questions you sent in here in a podcast format, and if you'd like a written response, send them over to fellow senior writer and Dane Miller. And so in all seriousness, I have a lot of fun answering these questions. They take my research and my thinking all over the conference. And one point I want to reiterate is I'm just like you. I'm a Pac-12 fan, so in all seriousness, we're one and the same. We may cheer for different schools, but hey, we're all Pac-12 fans in the end. We're very similar. So from down south to the Arizona schools, to up north to the Washington schools, to east out in Utah and Colorado, we got Oregon and Cali in between. And in our entirety, we make up the Pac-12 conference. And even though we compete against each other during the year, let's come together for this podcast and have a heck of a lot of fun. So without further ado, let's get to today's question. And thanks for tuning in as always. I once played crochet down to Scottsdale. Is that how you say it? Crochet? Croquet? I think maybe it's croquet. It's a little game where you have those little pegs in the ground and you hit the ball through with like a mallet-like hammer type thing. Uh, I don't know. Croquet, right? Okay, so uh, that leads me to the actual mailbag question. Today it's from Vince in Scottsdale, Arizona. And he asks, if a Pac-12 player wins the Heisman this year, who will it be? And then a little side note, Devils fan here, just so you know. So again, the actual question from Vince is, if a Pac-12 player wins the Heisman this year, who will it be? So I'm taking a wild guess since you included that you're a Devils fan that um you're probably hoping I'm talking about Jaden Daniels here. And so I will start in that direction. He may be my choice. You're going to find out here. I got three options. You know, I like to keep it simple. Just three simple choices in. Yeah, I think we'll dive into it with that little introduction. So looking at Jaden Daniels, he may be the best quarterback in the Pac-12. And I really do mean that. I think that his all-around game, and more importantly than his all-around game, his just nasty ability to make plays when it matters most is really unmatched by any other quarterback in the conference and maybe the country. I mean, as a true freshman, to lead wins over Michigan State, WSU, there's one other nice comeback. Well, I guess you can't call it a comeback, but that huge throw on third and 16 against Oregon. I mean, those are big-time, big-time throws. Those are NFL-level plays, like... Man, and not to mention against Michigan State, I think he rushed for it on a 4th and 12 and picked it up with his feet with the game on the line. So, truly not knocking Jaden Daniels. I think he's a phenomenal talent and, again, probably the best quarterback in the Pac-12. But that doesn't mean he's going to win the Heisman. And I don't even think he has a shot. And, yeah, like, not even close. Like, not even in the running. And that's because of how much this offense really lost. People are picking ASU to reasonably win the South next year in their hot pick, them and USC. But that's not because of ASU's offense. Yes, it is because of Jaden Daniels, but not the rest of the offense. It's because of their defense. They're returning a lot of production on defense. I don't have the stat in front of me. I believe it's a 76% returning production according to ESPN's Bill Connolly. Do not quote me on that statistic. I believe that's the number though. It's been a while since I read that stat. But you're looking at ASU as a whole here. And the main, pro- the main problem is, ASU's replacing five offensive linemen, and last year their offensive line wasn't good. They let up a lot of sacks, and so you got five offensive linemen gone, and a lot of these guys were key pieces. I'd even say that all five of them were key pieces, so no real protection this year. It's going to be very interesting to see how that holds up. 
then you're complimenting that or <laughs> including the losses of Ano Benjamin and Brandon Ayuk. I mean, you're losing a very, very formidable halfback, NFL talent, NFL type talent, <laughs> NFL type NFL type talent. You're losing Brandon Ayuk, a poof, just truly game breaker, puts a lot of pressure on the defense, and maybe a bigger reason for Jaden Daniels' success last year than people realize. Not to take anything away from the kid, but Ayuk just added another element in a very nice comfort blanket for a quarterback. So losing all that, your top running back, your top halfback, five offensive linemen, I just don't think that he really has a chance to win the Heisman. Again, I think he can win a lot of games, potentially even win the South. I really think that ASU can win the South, but in terms of winning the Heisman, not going to give it to Jaden Daniels this year. That's a little rant right there for you, Vince. I know you're probably hoping that's going to be the answer, but that's not going to be the way it works today. But hey, I really do respect the kid. He's a phenomenal player, and uh, it could be his time. Maybe his junior or senior year, but not quite a sophomore campaign. So that really only leaves us with like two options now. And the two guys we're going to look at here is Panay Sewell, who's an offensive tackle for Oregon. And he's probably the best single player at his position in conference. He is absolutely freaking dominant and by the way notice how i didn't give away the answer yet <laughs> gotta stay tuned to the end for that but looking at panesa will again just the best single player at his position in the conference but looking at an offensive lineman i mean how likely is it that he's actually gonna win the heisman i mean his highlights are gonna consist of him pushing people down opening holes just really boring basic stuff that's so important in football i mean literally the most important thing on the field maybe not the most but Pretty much so. Very, very vital. That's for darn sure. But in terms of highlight statistics and Heisman, we juking you out. We dive into the end zone. We doing a little flip, a little dance, all that. You know, a little jazz, a little whoop. That ain't happening. He, he ain't doing any of that. I mean, he's just going to be, you know, opening up holes. And just not, you can't reasonably give him the Heisman. I think he's probably the best player NFL ready for the upcoming NFL draft. Well, that was the weirdest transition. I, I don't want to say that. Maybe I, that's why I transitioned weird there. Bottom line is, he is by far the best tackle, offensive tackle in the conference. Complete dominating force. Probably the most important position as player. And the number one offensive lineman, probably in the country. I would go that far. I think he actually won a uh, very prestigious award last year. So, Panesu will absolute beast, but let's not talk about him anymore. I think it's the Outland Trophy is what he won last year. Is that what it's called at the top of my head? I believe so. So, da, 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 drum roll. Okay, da, 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 boop, boop, boop. okay, I got some random sound effects today. <laughs> You're looking at the only realistic choice here, and that's going to be USC's quarterback, Keaton Slovis. I just think he's the most realistic shot to win the Heisman for two main reasons. Well, three main reasons, but the first two I'm going to start with is because of his offensive system and as well as the playmakers around him. And so reason that probably not a lot of other people are going to like to hear also because he plays for USC is the third reason. I mean, if USC gets off to a hot start, he'll quickly gain national attention. And if he's putting up good stats, he's going to be all over sports center, East coast, West coast. You can talk about the East coast, West coast bias, whatever. If a USC quarterback is making plays and winning games, he's going to get a lot of national attention. But beyond that, again, you're looking at the offensive system. It may not be a true spread system under Graham Harrell, but they like to throw the ball a lot and he has the weapons to really complement that type of system you got Tyler Vaughn and Amon Ross St. Brown who are both returning both proven commodities 
They did lose Michael Pittman Jr. in the offseason, who I think is just an irreplaceable piece, kind of like a Brandon Ayuk, but even better, just you can't find receivers like that every day, even at a school like SC. But that's not to take anything away from Tyler Vaughn's and Amon Ross St. Brown. They are both absolutely amazing and phenomenal weapons and going to get a lot of yards and cause a lot of havoc for defenses. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> More than a lot. You're also looking at a new prospect, a, tight, a new prospect at tight end, Jack Yeri. So you got third option. Drake London is another playmaker at wideout. And you have an incoming wide receiver prospect in Gary Bryant Jr., who is a four-star and rated the nation's number 45 recruit. So you're looking at all these different elements here. I mean, that's dangerous. You got five different weapons. I mean, five? Tyler Vaughn's, Monroe St. Brown, Jack Gary, Drake London, Gary Bryant Jr. That was a mouthful of Jesus. Throwing out the names like fire there. But seriously, you're running a spread system and you have all that weaponry. Plus, the USC halfbacks underperformed last year. I'd expect one of those guys to be able to catch some balls out of the backfield, giving him a six option, and that could prove dividends. I mean, playmakers, you can hit a quick, you can hit a quick slant and that can turn into an 80-yard touchdown. And this is the type of weaponry that the Trojans have and something that could really bolster Keaton Slovin's Heisman <laughs> chances. I started laughing because I'm looking at the hand movements as I'm sitting here talking to myself. Look like I'm freaking like conducting a symphony or something right now. So another reason here. No, I think I think that's pretty much all the reasons. This is something for the people who don't like USC. I, you know, everyone feels that USC gets so much attention, so much love. Well, I will kind of slow the ropes here on Keaton Slovis' Heisman campaign. You're looking at their early schedule, and he could really never have a shot. They face a lot of tough defenses in their first six games. You're looking at the schedule. They have one gimme in New Mexico. But besides for that, you have Alabama in a neutral site game. At Stanford, ASU, at Cal, or excuse me, at Utah, and then facing Cal. So those are five very, very tough defenses. I included Stanford because even though they struggled last year, historically under David Shaw, their defense has always been fire. So I'm thinking that will be much improved from last year. At least it won't be a gimme defensively. Not, you know, 600-yard type game. Maybe maybe hold them to 300 or something like that. So looking at that schedule, I do believe he could get off to a slow start. But and one date you can really circle on your calendar. And here comes my hand motions again. I'm circling on my screen like someone's looking the Alabama game. If USC wins that game in any way, shape, or form, even if it's seven to six or three to two, and Slovis puts up no stats, and then they go ahead and start dominating after that, his Heisman campaign could get real, real, real quick. You beat Alabama, you raise national attention. Forget the stats for that one game. They beat Alabama. This man has a heck of a shot at the Heisman. Obviously, you gotta see what happens the rest of the year. But I'm taking a wild guess they beat Alabama. They're going to be very, very tough to beat. So thank you for the question. To quickly reiterate here, Vince, Jane Daniels may be better than Keaton Slovis. And I really want you to understand that. I really think that he could be a better all-around playmaker, especially with his feet. That's for darn sure. Keaton Slovis is not fleet of foot like Jane Daniels. But again, ASU lost five offensive linemen. No, no Benjamin at halfback. No Brandon Ayuk. You can't consider them to have enough threats to really give them a realistic shot statistically. Again, I think they could be good in terms of winning the South, but statistically speaking, it's not going to happen for Jaden Daniels. You got Panay Sewell, dominant offensive lineman, but he's an offensive lineman, so we'll leave it at that. He's probably not going to win the Heisman. And then again, Keaton Slovis is my choice. He has the weaponry. 
He was a proven stud last year as a freshman. USC is the big name, the notoriety, and they have a marquee matchup against Alabama to open the season. So all of those reasons really give Keaton Slovis a real inside shot to the Heisman, especially that Alabama game. So thank you for the question, Vince. Have a good day, man. I feel like I was just on some random energy spiel. I don't even know, but I had a lot of fun doing it. Still talking, you know what? I'm going to take us out. Have a great day. Adios and deuces with some parakeets.